Uh, you've just come out of a series called Hope. What a great series, Hope. Last week, we had a message called Hope Dealers. I pray that we're all dealers, that we go into our neighborhoods and we deal hope wherever we go, because there is no situation that Jesus does not have hope for. And today, I want to continue on in that theme and in that vein and talking about some of the things that God is. But before I talk about that, I remember in 2005, I was living in America with my wife, Amanda and I. We lived over there for a few years. And just a few months after Hurricane Katrina down there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I had the opportunity to go down to Baton Rouge and see the devastation that that hurricane had caused. There were cars that were on top of roofs because it had, the hurricane had picked it up and flipped them upside down. There were big boats in the middle of the road because the water level had risen so much and the boat had come in. There, there was just debris and carnage everywhere. The guy who I was with took me, I think it was maybe a kilometer or two kilometers just outside of the city where the hurricane made landfall. And it was incredible to me as we drove through that part of the city. There was block after block after block, street after street after street of nothing but concrete slabs. There was just slab beside slab beside slab. And as I was driving through, I was talking to the friend of mine who I was with, and I said, what, what, are, what is all this? He said, that's the foundations of the homes that used to have houses and structures on them before the hurricane came through. And the only thing that is left is the foundations. Everything else is gone. It was mind-blowing that everything was gone. I had the opportunity to go back maybe two or three years later and I asked my friend, hey, can we go to that place that we went to? And as we drove through that place, there was homes that were either fully built or being built on the foundations that were left after the storm. And this morning, I'm here to encourage you and ask you, what are the foundations in your life? Because of the foundations of the things that will remain after the storm has come and gone. You know what keeps us in a lockdown? You know what keeps us in a global pandemic? You know what keeps us when one minute we're at a 3.2 and the other at a 3.3 and then we're at a red and then we're, I don't even know where we're at. You know what keeps us is, is not confidence in what is coming next, but the foundations that we build in our lives. And I want to ask us today and I want to encourage us today to build the right foundations, that when the storms come and the storms go, that we are built on a solid foundation. And there are foundations of, of the fact that God is good. That's a foundation in life. We may be facing some of the greatest challenges in life, but God is good. If we build our life on the revelation that God is good, it doesn't matter what storm comes and what storm goes, my God will get me through it. That God is eternal. God is holy. That God is peace. He doesn't bring peace. Just like Pastor Craig said this morning, he doesn't do the miraculous. He is the miraculous. He, he doesn't bring peace. He is 
peace. And if I have God as a foundation of peace, then it doesn't matter what turmoil is happening around, that peace is there. God is a whole bunch of things. But today I want to focus on the fact that our God is faithful. That whatever is going on, whether we are assured of what tomorrow looks like or we are not assured, that we serve a God who is faithful. I, just a couple of weeks ago, I turned 46 years old. And uh, I know it's young for some and it's way old for others. I turned 46 years old. And there are changes happening in my body. It's not what it was when I was 20. Now, over lockdown... Obviously, we couldn't do a lot, but my wife and I took up these walks, and these walks gradually got longer and longer. And I remember at the peak of it, we were doing like a 20 or a 25-kilometer walk. Crazy. Uh, we were walking, and at the end of the 20 or 25-kilometer walk where we live, there was these bush tracks that go down, and I, my, I lost my footing on one of the steps as I went down, and I, I stretched out, and I pulled a muscle in the back of my leg, it hurt for weeks. I remember at 20, I'd pull a muscle. The next day, I'd get up and play a game of rugby. We'd be all good. Things don't heal as quick as they used to when you're 46. Here's what I'm learning, that I'm human. And one of the challenges with being human is there is the fact that we are subject to impermanence. There is a definite beginning there is a definite middle which I am approaching or have clicked over. And then there is a definite end. But church, listen to me. God is not subject to impermanence. God is a God of permanence. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His love was the same yesterday as it is today, as it is tomorrow. His power doesn't have a beginning, a middle, and an end. His power is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You can lean into His faithfulness yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There is no fading. There is no high point. He is faithful every single day. And I love what the prophet Jeremiah wrote in the book of Lamentations. He had a moment where, in the midst of his world, he found himself and looking around and it was an absolute mess. There was carnage all around. There was devastation all around. There was disappointment all around. Hello, 22. Hello, 2020 and 2021. There was challenge everywhere. But he had a moment where he came back to the fact that God is faithful. Before I read you a few verses from Lamentations, let me give you the context. The people of God had been ravaged. The enemy had come in. They had destroyed the city, destroyed the temple, carried people away. There was no hope. There was no way forward. There was no way out. And the fall of Jerusalem represented so much more than the fall of a city. It was the destruction of the promise of God. This was God's hope. This was God's promise. The people of Jerusalem, were, the Jewish people were God's favored people. The temple was where the presence of God lives. So all of a sudden, when the enemy 
enemy comes in and he destroys all of that. It's not just questions about a city. It brings questions about my faith and my God. And in Lamentations chapter 3, we find ourselves where the prophet Jeremiah in verse 16 says, He has made me chew on gravel. He has rolled me in the dust. Peace has been stripped away from me. Don't turn the TV off yet. This is going to get better, I promise. Peace has been stripped away from me. And I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. I wonder how many people today, when it comes to jobs or businesses or lockdowns or the tension at home of homeschooling, you can relate to what Jeremiah is saying. It was so much easier back then, but today, everything I hoped for, I feel like is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Revive, listen to me. Then verse 21 happens. This I recall to mind, and therefore I have hope. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is His faithfulness. His mercy begins afresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Church, if at the end of the day we are full of depression, we are full of anxiety, we are full of angst, can I suggest we are calling the wrong things to mind? Get off YouTube, get off the train that is all about this is the end and this is terrible. Begin to remember, recall the right things to mind. Therefore, I have hope that God is faithful, that his mercies are new every single morning. Great is his faithfulness. You know that word faithful means trustworthy, reliable, believable. You can lean into it and you can lean lean on it. You can prop yourself up and it can become a support. Great is his faithfulness. He is reliable. He is believable. He is dependable. He is trustworthy. But the prophet Jeremiah said, this I recall to mind. This I remember. You know, the Berkeley Center for Teaching and Learning did a study on memory. And you know that every time I remember something, it doesn't just get played back. Every time I remember something, it embeds that memory deeper into who I am and it re-encodes my thinking so that next time I go to remember it, to retrieve that memory is so much easier because it's stronger because I've remembered it. Here's my question. What are we remembering on a daily basis? What's driving the thing that is most front and center in our mind? Is it Instagram? Is it the New Zealand Herald? God forbid. What is it that is we are recalling to mind? Because here's the thought. As I recall the faithfulness of God, I am encoding deeper faith into myself. You could, be, you could say that you are becoming more faith-filled. Great 
is your faithfulness. William Carey said this, those who trust in the faithfulness of God will expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. You know, the Bible from cover to cover is a story of God's faithfulness, a commitment of God to his people even when his people had turned their back. Deuteronomy 7.9 says this, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps his covenant of loving devotion for a thousand generations. Psalm 119 says this, Your word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation. First Thessalonians 5.24, God will make this happen. Listen, someone needs to hear this this morning. God will make this happen. For he who called you is faithful. He's trustworthy. He's dependable. He's reliable. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. You might not see it in the moment, but he who promised is faithful. Today on the back end of a series of hope, I want to encourage you that hope is placed in the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 says this, here is a trustworthy saying, for if we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we reign with him. Catch this, but if we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. You know, this verse here in 2 Timothy is like a last will and testament. The Apostle Paul is finding himself in a Roman prison awaiting execution. Paul is facing the worst of all hardships, his own impending death. So he encourages Timothy to stand strong in his faith and have a reliance on the Word of God. Friend, over this pandemic, how much of the Word have you got in you? How much of the Word have I got in me? Do I hang out for a 1 p.m. or a 4 p.m. announcement to see what's happening with levels more than I hang on to the Word of God? Because He who is faithful, will fulfill his promises for you. This I remember, therefore I have hope. This week, why don't you remember the faithfulness of God and see hope rise in your home? The missionary Hudson Taylor said this, it is not by trying to be faithful, but in looking to the faithful one that we win the victory. Revive, we're going to win this victory. But it's not in, I've got good news for you. It's not by how good you are. It's not by how good I am. It might be by how good Pastor Craig is because the guy's like the fourth member of the Trinity. But it's not in how good we are. It's in how good he is. When we are faithless, he is faithful. Lamentations 3.21, this I recall to mind. I want to give you a couple of things to remember this week, a couple of things to recall to mind and therefore birth hope. Number one, remember God is faithful 
to strengthen. God is faithful to strengthen. Isaiah 41.10 says this, So do not fear, for I am with you, says the Lord. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I've got some friends of mine. They are our young adults pastors uh, in our south campus, just down the road here. Their name are TC and Joe Chen Yao. TC and I have had a great friendship for probably a decade or more now. We catch up regularly. It's been an honor to be part of their journey. Eight years ago, I had the honor and the privilege of marrying them. One of the funnest weddings I've ever been to. TC is African, like real African, like African, African. And half the room was African and half the room was Joe. Joe is white, like real, like white, white. So it was down the room. We had TC's family one side and we had Joe's family one side. And man, I love the first African wedding I'd ever been to. We've got TC's family yelling out African calls like just at the top of their lungs. So by the end of the wedding, we had the whole room yelling out African. It was amazing. And we hung out and I've, I've had the honor and the privilege of being part of their journey. They're such an amazing couple but they've had trouble conceiving a child. I remember being in the hospital multiple times where complications had come and bad news and doctor's reports had come. And Six years ago, Joe had a miscarriage resulting in surgery that created some further challenges. And I asked them, over the journey, what has it meant for God's faithfulness to strengthen you? What has that meant and how has that looked? This is what they wrote. To us, God is faithful to strengthen, speaks of the fact that he is faithful to keep his promises that he makes. But he also gives us strength to wait on his promise. The journey to become pregnant for us has had its hurdles along the way. There has been joy and moments of celebration that were quickly followed by moments of grief and heartache. I think we were strong in the moment. We were quick to invite God into the hurt and the pain. But a journey like this isn't just about a one-time response or a one-time prayer. It's about countless moments of bringing our questions and our confusions and our doubt to Him. The crazy thing about the last six years that is if you pick a certain moment along the journey, you could write God off because things looked impossible. If you picked other times, you could write God off as faith, as you could write us off as a faithless couple who may never see or hold their own child in their arms. But God is not restricted to just one moment. Yes, He can move and transform and change with one word, but we've learned that His greatest work is done over a span of time, where He takes us on a journey of learning to trust Him more, learning to worship Him even when we don't feel like it, learning to speak life in the midst of death and learning to celebrate when others celebrate and truly mean it. All through this journey, it's His strength that's allowed us to exchange fear for faith, discouragement for hope. He gave us the strength not only to make big decisions, but also to make the little seemingly inconsequential decisions like turning up to church. Well done today for turning up to church, for staying faithful in a different environment, lifting our hands in worship, or simply being kind to one another. Our journey points so clearly 
to a God who is faithful to strengthen and so very committed to fulfill his promises in and through us. As I speak to you tonight, Joe is 22 weeks pregnant holding their baby that I think they're going to call something Scott Chanyao. But Joe's 22 weeks pregnant. And I've watched this incredible couple lean into the fact that God is faithful to strengthen. Friend, today, if you, leave, if you feel like you're out of strength, if you feel like this circumstance, this pandemic, the reality we're living through has zapped all the strength out of you, you can lean into a God who is faithful to strengthen. My prayer is that this week you would feel strength coming in. God is faithful to strengthen. And the second thing that I want to talk to you about is the fact that God is faithful to provide. I don't know what your circumstance is, but He can provide. He can provide financially, but He can provide in a whole bunch of other different... Maybe you're out of courage. He can provide courage. Maybe you're out of grace for the spouse that you've had to live 24-7 with for the last 12 weeks. He can provide grace in that moment. God is faithful to provide. Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Friend, God is faithful to provide. You can lean on Him. You can believe in Him. Keep following the promises of His Word. Keep following the patterns of how He, when it comes to finances, keep putting Him first. Keep seeing the church move forward. And God is faithful to provide. You can lean into Him as He provides for you. So God is faithful to strengthen. God is faithful to provide. Maddie, can you come back with the keys? Everything sounds better with keys. God is faithful to provide. And the last thing I want to tell you and remind you is God is faithful to complete. God is reliable. He's trustworthy. You can lean on Him. To complete. Philippians 1.6 says this, And being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I love what Pastor Paul teaches us at our church. That our faith is not in a timeline. Our faith is not in an outcome. But our faith is in Jesus. And if our faith is in the person of Jesus, then it's anchored in the right spot. He is faithful to complete. My daughter is 20 years old. And I've loved watching her grow up. I've loved being entrusted with her to see her become all God's called her to be. And she is amazing she's very different than my other have you ever looked at two kids and thought how on earth did those two children come out of the same parents like she couldn't be more different than my other daughter my other daughter is loud and vivacious and walks into a room and wants to meet every person my older daughter she walks into a room and she wants to find the one person that she connect heart to heart with she's she's a quality time girl not a social butterfly girl and i asked my daughter, I said, what does it mean in your world that God is faithful to complete? Here's what she wrote. To me, God is faithful to complete means that He has a plan. He will 
and he can see it through. I've always been uncomfortable with uncertainty, with the possibility of being given two choices and not knowing which one is right. Sometimes I'm so paralyzed by the idea of making the wrong choice that I avoid making any choice at all. In my current season of life, I've finished my degree. This has meant that I have struggled with knowing what to do next. Well, for months I was terrified with making the wrong choice. What if I choose something and I hate it? What if I choose something and it doesn't choose me? What if I choose something and it isn't aligned with God's plan for me? But I've learned through the advice and a lot of prayer that God will fulfill His purpose He has for me with whatever I give Him. As long as I have faith in that, I can be assured that there is no right and there is no wrong in most choices. He will complete his plans regardless. I don't have to be paralyzed with indecision or divide or divide any given options into a binary set of right and wrongs. But because God, most of the time, his decisions don't work that way. God will work, will work with what I give him because he is faithful to complete the purposes in my life. The phrase God is faithful to complete also means that my indecision and my uncertainty does not reflect on a lack of planning in, on His behalf. That I am human. I'll have days where I'm anxious and uncertain. I'll have no, cue of what the, no clue of what the future holds. But that doesn't mean God has those days. He never has those days. He has a plan and a purpose for me, regardless of whether I can see it or not right now. He will see it through. Revive, I want to build faith in your heart today that God is faithful. That God is faithful. You can lean into Him. You can depend on Him. That God is faithful to strengthen. God is faithful to provide. That God is faithful to complete. That God was trustworthy. God is trustworthy. And God will be trustworthy. That God was dependable. That God is dependable. And that that God will be dependable, that you could lean on Him, you can lean on Him, and you will be able to lean on Him. If you don't remember any of this, remember this this week, that God was faithful, God is faithful, and God will be faithful. I wonder today how many of us have been the remembering the wrong things and therefore, we don't have hope. And in this moment, we can make a decision that I am going to remember and recall that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That He did strengthen, He will strengthen, and He will continue to strengthen. That He did provide, He will provide, and He will continue to provide. That He has completed, he is completing and he will continue to complete. Friend, God is faithful. This I remember. Therefore, I have hope. Before I hand back to Pastor Craig, I want to ask every person who's listening to the sound of my voice in this moment, have you met the faithfulness of God for yourself? Have you encountered a faithful God who wants to involve himself and is waiting for an invitation to be involved in every area of your life? One of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible is 1 John 1.9. It says this, For if we freely admit our sins, 
when His light uncovers them, He will be faithful and just to forgive us of our sins because of Jesus and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friends, today God loves you. God is for you. The faithfulness of God is not just for a select few. The faithfulness of God is for you. That if you would say, God, here I am. There's stuff between me and you. Whether that stuff is my own shortcoming or it's the decisions of someone else that I've allowed to become a mountain between me and you. In this moment, I want to lean into. I want to trust. I want to rely on your promise. That if I just invite you in give you my burdens, give you my sin, which is anything that would cause separation from me me and you, then you are faithful to forgive me, to wipe the slate clean, cleanse me from all unrighteousness as I walk into the future connected to you.